Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that Sunday edition of Inside the SFL. And I am joined, as always, with Mr. Alan Drum. Uh, good morning, Doug. Forgive me if I sound kind of down. I just found about Jose Fernandez. As many of y'all know, I'm actually a Marlins fan. And you got so many people dying of drug overdoses, but when a guy dies in a boating accident in his prom in a team that really has not had success in almost 13 years and they were in the wild card chase and something tragic like this happens, it's just sad. Yep. And as I posted on Slack uh, about it, he uh, he was one of my favorite players in the league, regardless of team position and things like that. Exactly. I, mean, I was right in his prom, a very good manager, even though it, they, I know they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs this season, but this was a team on the rise, and I still say they are a team on the rise, but something like this is going to shake the brim of that team. I've been a Marlins fan since I was a kid, since 97, and I've, I mean, even though we love to trade our players off, I mean, it just breaks my heart in that organization. Um, Juan Carlos Stanton and him was like one of my favorite few guys on the Marlins, and it's really sad. But let's just get into inside the SFL, and I just want to say, Jose, rest in peace, my friend. Yeah, that's yeah. I might as well throw this out there for everyone. Uh, you had kind of asked me earlier uh, what's wrong, so to speak. He asked me what, what the deal was, and you know, I was kind of a little, eh. Um, it's not always fun when you get a phone call. Now all's good now. All's well. There's mm-hmm. no issues right now. But it's not always good when you get a phone call letting you know that someone was popping pills and that's someone being your kid. So... Part of my situation last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that just did the due diligence, if you will, make sure everything mm-hmm. was good, everything was alright. Apparently so. Um, long story, apparently his uh, girlfriend attempted to do something to herself the other night, from my oh, understanding. Yeah. And she's not doing well, so I guess this is some Romeo and Juliet type shit, and both of them need oh, to get their shit right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, just a bad experience altogether. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we were all that age, and, you know, we always had depression issues, so we know how it is, but I'm glad everything's fine. Also want to send out a prayer to the Charlotte, North Carolina people. Uh, it's been an issue that just completely just rattles me. I mean, they're planning to block all entities to the stadium today, and I just hope everybody will not get hurt down there. Anybody that's attending the Vikings in the Panthers game in a couple hours. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, we have no one in the chat, but Guest 3, and Guest 3 is also calling in, so I have a hunch that Guest 3 is the boss, so... So what's going on Good uh, Sunday morning to you guys. Good morning, Cam. Same, same to you. Uh, we had a nice uh, cold front blow in overnight. I'm actually sitting out on my patio. It's a little wet out there, but, man, we're like in the 60s and uh, loving this. Wow. <laughs> I wish tell them to come our way, too. I've had to deal with not, I had to deal with ninety one with a high yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's only sixty degrees even here right now. Y'all uh, lucky. Yeah, my toes are actually frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for that cool weather. I'm tired of wearing short sleeves and short short football game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's hopefully get some people calling in here or jumping in on the chat here soon. I know it's an early episode, but hey, why not? Exactly. And they, people hear this back. Uh, the average playback, so everybody knows this who's listening to it and on here now, the average playback of inside the SFL for the last three weeks is averaging 46 playback uh, listens, which is actually pretty damn good. Very nice. Pretty good. Very nice. We're getting more playbacks than we are live, and I know it's because schedules are all over the place, but at least that told me people are listening. Mm -hmm. I was actually getting depressed that we didn't have many people in the chat room, but with my work schedule and the show being different days and times anymore, it's understandable. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. And I know the boss is very pleased that we used the logo that we used this morning to advertise inside the SFL. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm always down for a pretty nice logo, so. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, you can use that now on the main site. You've got all of that microphone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know the boss has some things on his mind. Yeah, let's get it on the floor. So, uh, uh, give me just, give me just a second, guy. I really need to invest in putting some socks on my feet. Mm-hmm. I'm serious when I said my feet are frozen. They legitimately are. This is crazy. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Forgive me, Cam, for throwing out all the professional in the world today. It's just it's close to my heart today, and it's just... Oh. Sad and all that. Everybody, 
I just thought you guys know right now, for whatever reason, I'm having trouble um, understanding um, Alan or what Alan is saying. I don't know why his his line is not coming through on my phone too well. Um, I can hear Doug fine. Um, I'm just not sure why I can't hear Alan. So I think it's at any just point the way he speaks. <laughs> no, I, I because no. I've I've heard Alan uh, pretty clearly in the past. I just I, I don't know what it is uh, this morning, but it's not working too well. So, Alan, if you if you say something to me at any point and I don't understand you, um, oh, I just can you hear me now? A little better, yeah. Okay, forgive me. I was in a down thing this morning. I guess because yeah. I was kind of having tears and everything. I was kind of talking a little lower than I usually do. Oh, okay. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, because I was kind of having tears there about Jose Fernandez and this issue in Charlotte and North Carolina. It's kind of hitting me well, calm. I don't, uh, I don't comment much on social issues because... Um, I find it disgusting how much people fight over them, but uh, it's just uh, it's just terrible what's happening um, uh-huh. all over this country. Uh, it's just it's so frustrating. Um, uh-huh. As an as an American citizen, I feel like no one no one can win anymore. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It doesn't matter uh, uh-huh. what race you are. Or, what classification you fall into, nobody's winning right now um, at all. Right. And it's just sad. I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's an, an easy answer or may, maybe an answer at all right now for uh, how to fix what's going on. And it's just unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean... When you really look at the issue, I mean, it's just it's just driving so close to home. And I'm like, I mean, when you're here about 30 minutes away from Charlotte, North Carolina, and you're just seeing this on your local news constantly, it's just, I mean, it just drives ahead to the home. And then on top of it, when one of your favorite teams, star player dies in a non-drug-related issue, it just, it's just a slap in the face, and that's how that gets me down a little bit. Well, we got EJ Levy and Chris Davis in the chat room, so I'll give them guys a shout. Good for them for being up early on a Saturday, on a Sunday morning. (laughs) I'm sure more guys will start trickling in here soon. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is like the UFC or boxing. Guys don't show up at the beginning because they know it's like the prelim, and then they want to show up later when things start to get going. Oh, <laughs> we'll definitely get it going. I got a bunch of stats this week. Uh, thanks, twelve to five. He has got a bunch. I gotta I gotta give a shout out to him. Kid, kid has drawn it round, and trust me, you're gonna have my mouth a lot on them stats today. <laughs> but like I was saying earlier, let's give the floor to Mr. Irvine. Um, I know he's got some things to say. Right. So feel free to miss. Well, um, I don't. I don't know which which direction necessarily we should 
going this morning. I, I know that the State of the League address is, is tomorrow, and I have a lot of things on my mind relating to the address, and, and I still have a lot of things uh, with some individuals that need to be worked out and, and, and need to be discussed and finalized. But uh, I guess my overlying feeling coming into this week is that um, I think our our better days are ahead of us. Um, mm-hmm. And it, this has been a, a really challenging season. Um, right. The the competition has been has been tremendous. Uh the support and participation has, has been tremendous. Um on at, at on the same front though, um just it's just so challenging uh running this. It's just so incredibly challenging. Um and oh, I I've sort of I've sort of faced uh, a number of those challenges, um, a lot of different types of challenges uh, uh, through the last couple of months, and obviously, you know, that long off season and me moving up and away from my family, and um, it's just, uh, I guess you could say it's been a season of contemplation um, mm-hmm. and uh, and trying to figure out, you know, what what is this league? really need to to thrive and and what does this league need to survive i, I want to be i want to be 30 years old and i want to still be doing this i don't want to uh, i don't want to uh, i want to i want to be able to feel like one day I, i'm able to um you know uh, travel and and be with friends and family and still be able to do this i want to be able to one day you know if i want to have a kid I want to still be able to do this. I, I don't ever want to. The one thing I never want to do is get on the air on a state of the league address and say, you know, it's with a heavy heart that that uh, the SFL will not continue because I probably don't even know or realize how much this means to a lot of people. Um, oh, I know it now. And, uh, and, and so I, I just um, I just feel like that's what this address is about, and I think that people should really keep that um, in their minds and on the forefront as we make announcements for the future. I think people, uh, and I think that a lot of people have have um, come to my aid from that message um, so far through this process, and I think that uh, um, I, I, I hope that, that the feeling and the sense around the league is just excitement knowing that everyone is making a, a huge effort to continue this and to keep this going and um and to to continue to make it better so um mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's going to be an interesting night it's it, uh, it'll be it'll be 2 hours we'll uh break it up into into specific segments and and then the last 45 minutes or so will just be reserved for taking questions and and trying to um answer people's uh, questions as best we can but uh it should be um it should be pretty exciting but at the same time as a as a commissioner you know I am nervous uh just because I I, I hope that that uh that we keep a, as many people on board as possible 
Oh, I know what you're saying. Um, me, you know my roller coaster this week, and I'll address that later on. I told you, Commissioner, I'm staying to the end. And over this little thing that's happened, hey, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. But I just want to ask you, uh, do you believe that this will have a majorly positive thing going towards the community, or could it be some negativity towards it? Can you repeat that, Alan? I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Now, do you believe that it will be mostly positive with this uh, announcement tomorrow or where there could be some negativity towards it? Well, Alan, I think that it depends. I think it honestly depends on your view and, Uh and what and what you get out of the SFL and what you like about the SFL. I think it, I think every individual person um, will see it differently, um, uh-huh. will understand or not understand its potential, um, will, uh, you know, some people will, will just be so fired up. Um, it's, it almost is like a dream that, that this is even going to exist, or this is that we're even able to pull this off. For others, it'll it'll be uh, frustrating and confusing. I I I think that um, there's a lot more. Um, I, let's put it this way: there will be definitely be a lot of questions um, to take uh-huh. in that in that last part of the address because um, there's a lot of things that for better or for worse, uh, just have to change around uh-huh. our community, around our setup, around our interaction, around uh-huh. um, just the way we do things because um, I think more so this season than ever before, uh, uh-huh. life and the game of life across our league, not just me, but a lot of our owners, a lot of our um, coaches and players, they they have dealt with some life situations that uh-huh. has just made things difficult and um and so we just have to push through those uh tough times and and um and and find a a brighter a brighter tomorrow a brighter year um and right. hope that hope that uh we're better for it um and it's it's hard to forecast the future, predict the future um, in a in a healthy way, and um, we're gonna we're gonna try to do that on Monday, and um, and I hope uh-huh. that at the end of the evening people feel um, better about the uh-huh. SFL than than they do today. Um, that's obviously uh-huh. the goal, um, and and we'll. We'll see if that is the case. The the previous uh, State of the League address was received with more positivity than I actually thought I was going to get, um, uh-huh. and so that was a good good sign, good first step moving forward. And um, uh-huh. just uh, we'll have to see now um, where everyone stands. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, has been busy with lives. I've talked to plenty of people, including Doug and. A couple coordinators, and they've had a busy life. And when the loved ones, they're spending so much time on a certain issue, it does take a lot of time from the personal lives and everything. 
Unfortunately, nobody has a life like I do. <laughs> but I enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> oh, I know you well, do. And I, and I think that a lot of um, I think that a lot of just a takeaway from the season is is not necessarily what has happened on the field with us, but just everything in this country um, has has really it's it's difficult to. Um, escape from negatives, whether it be in this country or in our personal lives, when it just constantly seems to never stop, never right. go away. Um, and there's so many, there's so many things to argue about. Um, there's so many things to be upset about, angry about, that the the underlying mood of of just the general person is is just not good right now. Um, and it's hard to to stay positive, and it's hard to um, just try to block it all out. And obviously, the SFL is a way to to block those things out. Um, and uh, I feel like that through this season, you know, even even I have have changed and 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 um, taken on, you know, sort of a different view of of life and a different. Uh, um, approach to it. I, I think that that my girlfriend would tell you that I'm a lot more um, calm and a mm-hmm. lot more, um, you know, just I just don't get phased as as easily by by things because I feel like um, I feel like I've seen more <laughs> than I than I did six months ago, um, and I will probably continue to feel that, but. Um, yeah, it, it just it's just been a wild um roller coaster. I don't think that at the beginning of the season that we would have expected to have three teams um in this league so above and beyond uh, you know a, a tick above the rest. I so what Sioux Falls, Santa Fe and Louisville have, have done has been nothing short of remarkable and puzzling um and just how to stop them. Um and they and all three teams do it so differently um that it just uh it's just uh, mm-hmm. amazing that they've been able to accomplish and, and we'll see if it translates to a championship or not but um yeah it's just been it's just been a wild ride this year right and even for those teams that are going to barely squeak in the playoffs their, their season's not done we've seen uh, quite a bit of upsets the past few years and yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Cam, I can tell you, Jay's been two years, my friend. I mean, ever since I started the SFL back in the summer of fourteen, I, I I can tell you, I've noticed a change in you, and it's a positive one. You noticed the change, you Yeah, I've noticed your changes. You're more mature than you used to be. Oh, how okay. immature I used to be? Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, I'm saying you you've grown into more of a in a role that that I thought you would never accomplish. Sure, and, I think that's fair. I think yeah, that's fair. I appreciate you noticing that. Yeah, I noticed it. Uh, I mean, because I remember when you was I'm not, I remember summer fourteen. I mean, you you've grown into more of a commissioner role, and you've really been more open than you ever been. It's been a very positive thing towards people. And there's been leaps and bounds 
progression well, just from my first season last year. I'll tell you that now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all in a much positive way. I'll say this much. We've all changed since uh, we began from 18 to up to we have now. We've all changed into a positive way. I believe Doug, that. what's your uh, Doug? What's your your view on on the future of the league and and um, and uh, you know what what you want to by nine o'clock Eastern on Monday night? You know what you want to feel about um, the SFL and 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 where it is. Uh, well, I think for the the league to grow. All these members who've signed up need to get more active. That's the first thing. Um, I know there's guys that are around, and I know there's guys who've been in the league for, you know, seasons, if not years, who you never see. I've got guys jumping on Slack to message me about other things, and I don't see them ever around for SFL things. Um, and that, And that's kind of depressing to see. It's like, hello, let's talk SFL here. Um, I think the SFL will grow as we as a community grow. Um, As far as the league itself, um, competition is always good. The the owners around this league are ridiculous. The teams that are 2 and 6 are still competitive. That's insane. Um, And I am hoping to see even more competition. And that's that expansion word that we sometimes throw out. I would love to see that. Um, But as long as there's 16 teams and 16 competitive teams, 16 highly involved owners, complete with staff, solid teams, solid players on the team, we couldn't really ask for anything more. You know, and as long Mm -hmm. as we get to see our games, get to see the action, everybody has fun and realizes this is a game this is a great outlet that's being provided to all of us to get away from what we've been saying here, the hectic stuff going on in life that just drives us all to depression. You know, this is something we can grab, hold on to, enjoy, smile about, and be glad that we have something like this to be a part of. And that's why I said earlier, I enjoy every minute of it. And, yeah, I take a lot of time watching other teams looking at what they do, try to figure out what their offense is, figure out what their defense is to determine what my game plan is. But if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. And I enjoy every minute of it, you know. I sort of have a different view on the on the involvement issue. I've I've come to learn that you can't make people get excited about something that at the end of the day, they are not going to choose or they are not going to care as much as we want them to care about it. I think that, I think that there's, there's something in, in everyone that, you know, they, if, you know, if, if someone really loves, for example, if someone really is just infatuated with Pokemon, and they love, and, and and when they come home from work, when they get done doing whatever is required of them uh, in life, they mm-hmm. are going to, you know, be involved in Pokemon. That that is their outlet. That is their, and I think that that 
life has gotten so busy for most people and, and so hectic because people have to do more just to get by. I think there's there's room for one, maybe two outlets of I enjoy this. Um, I enjoy me personally getting up on a Sunday early, watching NFL Countdown, and 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 enjoying the NFL for what it is. I enjoy that. I don't I don't enjoy that out of college football. Yesterday I tried doing that. By the end of the day, I was just angry. It there was nothing that happened during the day. I, I don't get. It doesn't hit me the same way as it hits other people, um, and and I think that for many people around this league, the SFL is that is that first thing uh, that people go to. It's that second thing that people go to. But I think for a lot of others, it's it's just not. And um, if you're a player, you know, if you're a lower level player, if you're a first time viewer, first time rookie player and, and you just maybe things maybe the SFL didn't provide you as good a product as we should have or that you thought we would coming in um, but I don't I I don't think that I'm in a position to, to be in a in a business where I convince you that you like us more than you do um, I don't know how to do that. I don't know if it's something that can be done. I don't, um, and, and, and so for me, you know, I'm focused on trying to identify and, and trying to establish who are the people that I don't have to try to convince that this is great. Um, because those are the type of people that are our future. Um, everyone else is just a bonus. Um, mm-hmm. so, so it's, it's hard because uh, because I, you know I, I and I think that owners having a sit down, uh, all of us over the off season and and trying to discuss just how they engaged people su- successfully or unsuccessfully, um, mm-hmm. and how people got through to others um, to get them involved to get them active. I think that across the board. Owners, um, team owners, uh, should have sort of a, a blueprint of how to approach uh, this with people because it is important um, to our future. Owners help support the league, help um, that sort of reach out campaign with in just engaging people with in, in social interaction and honestly back to the whole country situation, I think that it's an important it's important not only to learn those tools and skills for our league to be better, but I think it's important for us as the United States of America to do a little more of that. Um, mm-hmm. the fact that the fact that we can't even figure out how to get someone who took the time to register um, as a player who took the time to, to join Slack and who took the time to eventually, to eventually see the SFL and say, hey, this looks cool, I'm interested in this, and then to never hear from them again. How we don't even know and understand how to make that happen, no wonder why we can't understand why 
people are getting shot in the streets or, you know, people are are angry for whatever reason that they're angry with or, mm-hmm. or you know, any number of issues. I mean, it's just, there's just a disconnect, um, I think, with a lot of people. And um, we we have to be a team, we have to be a family, and we have to come together and we have to be unified because if we're not, we're just, we're going to crumble like everybody else um, every other league ever, um, and and that's not us. We're better than that. We're mm-hmm. we're just we're just we just have to be better. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That that's that's just the way I feel um, mm-hmm. coming into next year, and and I hope that the message resonates. Mm-hmm. And I will say it this way: I mean, there's going to be mistakes people do make. Um, those certain teams, I mean, well, I'll, I'll discuss a little later on my situation, but it, with my fiasco, I felt like, A, I was in the wrong situation, and, well, this week I've actually been in talks with uh, a team that I feel more welcome to, and, well, you, you, you'll find out at, at the end of the season which team I'll, I've decided to be part of next season. And it's for the thing, I feel like there's a different philosophies and owners also. You've got more owners that feel like they they should be more in control and there's some more open. Um, which I believe the uh the guy that you pick is gonna help a lot of these guys choose what teams they wanna be part of. Do they want to be just, you know, on the field and just watch their players develop? Or do they want to be more involved with the SFL? And I feel like you're going to iron out a lot of these uh, guys that come into the league with that situation where you hired the guy for the players associated. Well, and I I do believe that there – I think what makes the SFL so special is that every team – is so unique in how it's operated and run. There's no right way or wrong way um, to to run an SFL team from the standpoint of uh, managerial staff and and how wins get wrapped up. There's no necessarily winning formula uh, that is that is the right or wrong way. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that what the SFL has to do a better job at from a, an, an organizational standpoint, from a managerial standpoint, is do a better job of, of figuring out what those player needs are and matching them with the, with the teams that make sense. We know what, how all of our teams function across the league. We know what teams are hands-off and hands-on. And, 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 and we know from a, from a league standpoint what who fits where uh what what puzzle pieces fit where and um it, it's almost like um matching people up on 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 like on, on some dating service like like you just have to find your right fit and and to the players who may be listening back to this who feel like maybe they didn't find their fit this season it doesn't mean that the SFL isn't for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that the SFL isn't a place that you can be happy and thrive. You just 
mm-hmm. need a different situation. We need to change the scenery, and th- and that is okay. Um, yeah, that is. I can uh, that, that, that on is, myself too. Uh, yes. With Houston, I mean Houston, it was a complete, I mean debacle. And as you know, the result, I'm out there hunting a job, and I basically found a place where I can. Well, next season I can call home. Um, I told I told the people I'm like to be fair. I told them I was like I'm gonna make it official at the end of the season, and I feel like that would be the right time because my contract's still in Houston, and I don't wanna join join the channel until you know the end of the season. When my well, a- Alan, did you, Alan, did you just call <laughs> Houston a debacle? Well, no, me with uh, Houston, like me with the situation I'm in, I feel like I was not in fit. Because, because however you feel about Houston uh-huh. is is just squarely your opinion. Right. And it does not it does not reflect uh-huh. how the league views that franchise. The league views right. that franchise as one of the most solid um teams in this league. Um uh-huh. and uh, and and I know that Demond and Greg and Flavor 2K and Glory D and Aaron Arrington and and everyone that's directly mm-hmm. associated with that team, uh, they they are just doing what they feel is mm-hmm. the best thing for them, um, right. and I think that that every team does that mm-hmm. and feels that way, um, and I think yeah. that every person in this league just needs to find their fit. If you have like a jigsaw puzzle and I've tried to work it out best as I could in Houston and it was not a fit for me. And that's where the crumbling started happening and it came into a, a disaster for me in particular. I'm not, I mean, I'm going to wish DeMond best of luck and everything like that. But it's in a fit for me, I felt like it was best that we parted. And I found a team that I feel like I'm going to be associated with that I feel like is a fit, a perfect match for me. And the, thing, um, the way they run their things is the way I, I we see eye to eye. You, you no, yeah, I, I do. I do. And this uh, really, it's, it's, uh, if I get wrapped up, um, into, uh, to personal stories and trials and tribulations and conversations, I, I will never, I will never be off the phone today, um, <laughs> talking to each individual person around the league and their situation. I, I just, it's not my place anymore. Um, I've let go of that. Others can handle those, those uh-huh. problems. Um, as a as a way to help the league out, so uh, I'm sure. I'm I'm here about the league and and I'm here about um, uh, getting getting the message out that's important to to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. does do you guys have any questions or, or points to address on that? Mm-hmm. You got a question and ask. <laughs> I think you just said you had a question, Alan. Yeah, uh, the question. Now, uh, no, uh, I was thought, like you were saying about the pieces. Uh, do you feel like the uh, person that's in charge will find, will 
most likely try to find the perfect team for that individual. Um, are you saying, am, am I the person to, to find that? Am I still in charge for that? Is that what you asked? No, the person that uh, you appointed to, the Players Association, the person for me announced at Mars, well, they felt these certain issues where, you know, where, you know, guys don't feel like they're part of the team, like certain situations that happened in the past. Um, is that, again... Is that an issue that you're trying to avoid? With the okay, uh, Alan, I, I want to... Um, I, uh, Again, I'm, I'm, for some reason, and it's, I don't think it's your fault. I'm just having trouble hearing you. That's my, my phone. Doug, can you repeat what Alan said? Um, I was actually trying to make out what he was saying myself that time. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the first time I didn't hear what he was saying. Okay. Let me repeat. Okay, can you hear me now, Cameron? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is the person that you hired... Uh, with the player association and everything, are you trying yes. to have the person find a perfect fit for these new user players where you will avoid these situations that's happened with, like, my player and certain other players in the past? Well, okay, I got your question. So, well, knowing mm-hmm. knowing individual people and knowing how incredibly ridiculous they can be to deal with, um, mm-hmm. We we will never find a perfect solution to this, uh, mm-hmm. but the director of player personnel um, will uh, that will be one of their missions. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they're one hundred percent successful or not is not necessarily going to be their fault um, because right. every person as an individual is going to do things that are going to make people scratch mm-hmm. their heads. Uh, right. And, and there's we're we're never going to get away from that. Um, but but yeah, obviously, um, the director of player personnel's primary responsibility will be understanding what teams have available, what mm-hmm. teams are looking for, um, right. and what players are looking for, and to really facilitate that initial conversation between. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is what this person has filled out as part of their application, and and this is what I've heard or what I see um, on teams. Um, and I'm very confident in this person that, that because of his uh, status within the league and, and because of his sort of association with the league, um, uh-huh. I think that he's going to do a very good job uh, being totally uh, unbiased totally fair, totally just uh, helpful because mm-hmm. he's, he's the type of person that that um, doesn't think about himself um, and that right. doesn't, view, they, doesn't view any particular team in a negative or positive way. He has not... Right. Um, and who is he? Who is he? Yeah, who, who's he? Well, you'll find out tomorrow. See, I thought we um, did Tried to get one over on you. No, so no. Can, but I, I'm, can, I, can I get a guess in? I never got to get my guess in. You don't have to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Your guess believe, for what? Uh, for what's going to be announced tomorrow. I believe okay. I already know one of them. 
And you don't okay. have to tell me right or wrong because I know you don't want to spoil anything. I feel like there's going to be some type of Hall of Fame announcement of past players that are going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Okay. That's what my guess is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good guess. Appreciate it. <laughs> my guess is the SFL is replacing the NFL on TV. <laughs> I feel like mom's going to be more right than yours, Doug. <laughs> I look good to you. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, well, and like I said, I do want to apologize if, as you took it as I was trying to throw Houston into a, a debacle. I, I, I was no, that, that's not. That's that's not why I was I directed the change of conversation. I, I just that's that's a personal issue. Um, yeah, right. and, and and I'm I just can't I just can't get involved in this stuff. Um, right. it, it's just too much. It's just mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, and it's personal issues. Like you, I mean, there's certain players that you'll find like, hey, what in the world's going on, and. I, that, it's going to be a tough job for whoever you appointed to. That's why I never even considered signing up for that type of thing. You've got 16 owners with 16 different opinions, and I know how hard that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I I hope that um, that there's not too much pressure. Um, on on that individual, and, and that individual, I think, knows that my expectations are not right. for perfection because I don't I don't put the blame on on a person like that one bit because yeah. uh, I know how volatile um, just people and human nature can be. So it, uh-huh. it's just the the just even having the help and support is leaps and bounds above how we function now. And mm-hmm. that is what I'm most excited about, is to have the help and support from people mm-hmm. like the director of the play, uh, player personnel, the new SFL president, um, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the, the, the owners around the league, and, mm-hmm. and all of the players being able to step up and... and and do find out mm-hmm. what people's individual talents and skills are and harness them as helping the league with whatever their mm-hmm. their talent is that fits um, mm-hmm. and uh and uh, you know i i think i think this off season is is just about learning who we have, more about the people that we have, and finding mm-hmm. roles for each and every individual that makes sense. Um, sure. uh, you know, there are some people right now that are a non-star defensive end or, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. a kicker that that could be the greatest assets to this league that more than, than we have ever seen. We don't know that. Um, right. We also have people that are that are gold star corners that are nothing, that don't right. care, that don't, and and so so we've we've got to sort of uh, we have to find a way to 
to reshuffle and constantly find a system to where we can reorganize season season after season after season in a simulation way, but also in a healthy way for our league to make sure that the people that um, really will be a help and, and really um, matter are at the forefront uh, on and off the field and not just an afterthought in, in any one of those two places. Um, well, well, I was going to ask you a couple questions. Well, uh, well one question after I was going to make this statement. I know there are certain non-user players that are involved with the team. Like this certain situation with the team I've been talking to. I'm not going to mention the team, and I won't till you make the official announcement. I know I kind of did that last year. You went too careful with it. So I do want to say this. The the uh, team I was talking to, their non-star was upset because he felt like it was his job to, you know, do something for that team not to lose. And he was so upset, and he was a non-user player. Those are the guys that I feel like are going to make a positive impact on this league. Certain players like that. And the thing well, that I know is... I think that, I think that there's, uh, uh, there's something that people just... Uh, there's, there's some philosophies that the league has that some people just are not going to agree with deal with or understand and mm-hmm. and it has to be in my view league before team team mm-hmm. before player mm-hmm. if you put yourself as a player above what the team needs um then you're not uh helping you know you're not a helping hand to to this to our organization you're not doing anything that is helpful. Um, and if you are all about your team and you could give two craps about what goes on in the league and, and you, just, you just don't care about any of that stuff and, and you, just, you, you only watch your team and you only watch it and you only do those things, that's not really helpful either. I mean, it's, it's more helpful than just caring about yourself as a player, but it's not as helpful as someone who just wants the league to succeed. Everything else is a bonus, but mm-hmm. they are here to help us be better because right. we can always be better. And and so I think there's going to be people that um, are looking for instant gratification. I'm a player. I'm here. I want to be a superstar. If I'm not a superstar, this is a failure, and, and I hate this, and I'm out. That player can leave. I don't care. Because back to the original point of hoping to get people more involved and more active, that person is never going to change. They care about themselves, and they care about their player. And we cannot convince them to care more about the team or more about the league that they are a part of if that's their attitude. So Mm -hmm. they can walk. And we will move on. Um, right. And and and, uh, and and I think that there are a lot of players that have stayed patient because they hear that message, or they haven't heard that message, but they see the potential and they understand 
that things can be different, things can change, because we do learn from our mistakes in this league, and we do try to make it better. We honestly, every season, try to make it better. Doesn't mean that we always succeed, but we never don't try. Um, right. And 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 so to to those who feel like they're they're never going to get what they want out of this league, if mm-hmm. you care about the league, you will. Mm-hmm. You will get what you want out of it. If you care about yourself, you're probably not. You're probably right. not going to get what you want out of it. And and that, mm-hmm. you know, if people will decide how they decide. I'm not in the business of changing their mind. I'm mm-hmm. just in the business of giving uh, the people that have made the decision that that they love the league and they want to to see the league grow and flourish. I'm in the business right. of making their experience the best it can be, and everyone else on the outside of that is really on their own um, because that's how they want it. They want it about mm-hmm. themselves, um, so that's what they're going to get. Um, right. And, and we'll see what happens. Now, uh, there was one question I do want to ask. It, the free agents that are this year uh, and the user players, do they still have the same right as they did this past offseason? This offseason? Yeah, every, every, I don't see any rules um, being changed. Um, so, so the free agents from last season or how free agency worked, which basically says, mm-hmm. you know, players have the right to opt out. Teams have the right to opt out. Um, teams have the right to, to, uh, mm-hmm. if market value warrants it, move a player up or down, uh, for a user player mm-hmm. with player consent and for a non-user right. player, just, they have, they have the ability. Right. Um, so if you're like under a one-year deal, like certain players, uh, you don't have to re-sign for that certain team if you don't want to. Correct. Yeah. It's it's right. all. Okay. It, it, yeah. It's I'll all. It's all in your hands. Right. If if you're under a two-season deal or a three-season deal and you want to opt out, you know, you, you take the ability penalty. Um, but you have the ability to opt mm-hmm. out. Um, like and, if you're and, under a one-year deal, you can just. Go wherever you want to go. Yes, everything is right. in your hands. Everything you have the power to do anything. And if you're a non-star user player, you you all are under one season deals, and you all will have the freedom in the off season mm-hmm. to be the player that maybe you didn't get a chance to be when you first joined. Um, and we've asked players who joined during the season to hang with us and. And just mm-hmm. enjoy yourselves, and 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 to know that we're going to take care of you. And some people have believed us and have stuck it out, and right. and some people didn't for whatever reason. I don't know why they didn't trust that we would take care of them, but maybe it's because other leagues and other places they've been have said things uh, that they don't mean. But we really do mean it around here. Um, right. You just have to give us some time. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to to figure things out and and we'll get you we'll get you figured out. Um, so so yeah, I, I, it's I think it's important that players and owners uh, have control over 
who and what they want to be, and that will always help mm-hmm. our league. Uh, which is a good thing. Which is well. a good thing because you know, if you're a guy that you know it didn't work out with a certain team, you can always start with a brand new team where you feel like you can work in that. Yeah, it, it's a it's a totally fresh start, and, and a lot of people may not have even heard or maybe even talked with other owners around the league after they joined a particular team. Um, and I would say to any player, if you feel comfortable in your situation, even if you feel comfortable in your situation, you should talk to some other teams around the league. You should get a sense for how other teams operate because you may find out that there is a team that that is that is more exciting to you, that right. whose message does resonate with you, um, whose how that how they operate their team and what opportunities are available for you mm-hmm. off the field may be different. Um, and and I would encourage everyone to to shop around. Um, and, and I will say that. And I will say that. Um, even though it took me a while, uh, I I felt that with this team that I've been talking to. And as for an individual, even though I don't know what I'm going to be doing with this team, I feel like their message to me is so similar than what I felt with my past teams. And it's, sometimes it does take a while for you to find a home. But yeah, it, well, and, and look at look at players in the NFL. Look at look at players that have just been a traveling circus, um, mm-hmm. going from one team to the next, trying to find their fit, trying to find their mold. And I'm sure plenty of NFL players would say, you know, I just don't feel like I've ever been a part of an organization that that I feel mm-hmm. um, fits me the best or harnesses my abilities the best or and, and it doesn't mean that every NFL team they played for in the past doesn't isn't a good organization it yeah. just it just didn't it just didn't click it didn't mesh it didn't do those things and 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 so i really feel like it is important for players to at least understand that the SFL uh-huh. works the same way there's yeah. so much opportunity out there that you probably uh-huh. don't even know about, and uh-huh. you should go explore that. Open, uh-huh. open your eyes and, and go go find different stuff. And if that means that you resign with your team at the end of at the end of looking at over everything, then that's great too. Right. Um, but we have a lot of um, great people uh-huh. that I, I think I think some of them are misunderstood. I think some of them are are more quiet than others. I think I think some of them, uh, you know, I I think people get a bad rap sometimes. I, I think that mm-hmm. people just people just misunderstand other people because mm-hmm. they hear something from one person and they think that that's how that team functions and that's just it's just not true. It's just not how mm-hmm. uh, things go down. And and um, we've got we've got a great group of teams and. Um, and I just I just want everyone to find uh, something that they enjoy because this league uh-huh. should be about just happiness and excitement uh-huh. and energy, and it shouldn't be about uh-huh. wins and it shouldn't be about uh, 
you know, arguing over politics or social issues. It just it just shouldn't be about any of that. It should just be about having yeah, a good time. Man, I mean, if you're arguing okay. and if you feel like you're not fitting, then do the move on. It's a good way. I mean, I do want to wish them on good luck and everything. I mean, nothing per- personally. And that's where I've matured. If I was probably a couple seasons younger, I would have probably lit, lit a torch of the fire. And, you know, this week I have really not. I've stayed really quiet. I've posted my certain stuff. And instead of, you know, private messages, and I'd love to do the more mature thing and not a lot of fire. And is there some certain issues that I feel like that one there, yes, I do, but it's personal it's personal feelings towards and as but overall, I do want to wish uh, the hyenas organization a very good luck. They gave me a chance, and it just didn't click and as you know um uh-huh. from personal experience um uh-huh. it's it's not something worth lighting a fire over because it is just a personal thing. It uh-huh. doesn't mean it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make Houston a bad organization. It doesn't make, you know, another player in the league um a bad person that can't associate with others. It doesn't mean that um that the 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 person that they disagreed with it, it doesn't mean that anybody is wrong. Like uh-huh. people constantly in today's society, for whatever reason, not to get philosophical again, but for whatever reason in today's society, people uh, tend to have disagreements with others, and all of a sudden, that means that somebody is right and somebody is not. Um, Mm -hmm. That means that, uh, and, and that is such a stupid way to look at things. It doesn't mean that anyone is wrong. It just right. means that you don't like that person. And mm-hmm. the sooner you just accept that you don't get along with someone, then mm-hmm. everyone can just move on. Everybody hates somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I, there are people that I can't stand, right. but I know that that doesn't make that person a bad person. That just makes them someone that I don't get along with. That's right. that's all that that is. It's not the the sky mm-hmm. is not falling. It doesn't mean that that um, that that they can't get along with anybody else. It just mm-hmm. means that that those two people just don't aren't compatible, and that's okay. Right. You can just and like, just all And I saw it over a month ago. The reason I really did not come aboard and tell you what was going on, it's really because of I didn't want to look bad towards you thinking like hey, he's not doing a good job, he's just leaving the boat and everything and I was worried because I didn't know how much you would have matured over that, which really surprised me that you would have probably accepted my reason while I was going to leave Houston. And I just try to stick with the boat just because of probably more of the reason I've worried over you. 
I know it's a bad, I knew it was a bad mistake, but I tried to ride the boat for a month, and it just didn't go anywhere. Doug, do you, do you have any, any thoughts on this issue? Uh, because I'm sure all of the listeners have, have understood enough about Alan Drum's personal situation. Um, well, I'll I've, I've, give you guys I a think quick we know. I think we know that story well now. Update. Give you guys a quick update on the chat. Um, they're saying awkward uh, couples, uh, cuddles therapy, and this is a therapy session. Uh, proper venting system. <laughs> guys having mean mean hugs are us. They're having they're having good fun with this. <clears throat> uh, I know Mighty's on the call, so is Jason. I think Jason's listening. I don't know if Mighty actually wants on the call, so Mighty, let me know in the chat, and if you do, I'll let you get on the call, because I don't know if you want to speak to the boss or Alan. I know you don't want to talk to me, but we'll see. <clears throat> and do remember, we have the power rankings to get to today, too. We're going to probably have about a three-hour show. I want to say this. We actually had 14 people for taking the power rankings this week. And I think that's up three from last week. I think I only had 11 last mm-hmm. week, so that's good. Hey, Doug, uh, uh, he was asking you a question. What's your feeling on me and the Houston situation? Say what? What's your feeling on me and the Houston situation? He was, the commissioner was asking you. I don't have a feeling. I don't know who Guest 6 is, but Guest 6 says, Ask Cam if... An owner cuts a player with more than one year. What is the penalty? And I believe it's half of what contract that's left. Yeah, so it's it's half the contract that's left, and then and then if if that team wants to keep that that same um, that same structure. So, for example, if you cut a three ability bronze player early. Then you, if you want to sign a three ability bronze player um, in that spot, the following season you face the same oh. ability penalty that a player would if a player opted out. Okay. Um, so basically, whoever is responsible for the opt out is the is the one that accepts mm-hmm. the penalty. If the player opts out, the team does not owe that player any money. And the team is not punished by abilities. If the team opts out, then they do owe that mm-hmm. player that money, and they do owe, um, you know, they do face the, those ability restrictions. So it, it's all a, a matter of who mm-hmm. is doing the opting out um, that that accepts that uh, accepts that penalty. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm for the, I don't want to hold anyone up too much, and I don't want to to drag on and, and bore people with things that may not be directly associated with the league. So I appreciate that question. And and any other questions I can answer before I get off relating to league matters, I will do that, and then I will let you all continue with your show uh, so that you can uh, get things done before NFL action kicks off. Right. Uh, there's one I've been wanting to ask you. Now, if a non-user player is under contract, okay, and, uh, like, I know the Courtney Coleman, we've changed him to see whatever his last name is. But I was going to ask you, if a non-user player is under contract, like a big deal, can a user player 
reincarnate him like he was last season. Like all of that will be announced tomorrow. Oh, okay. We'll we'll discuss that tomorrow. Ooh. Hmm. I asked the chat room again if there was any questions. Therefore, there's nothing. I did hear a, hear a child scream. <laughs> Doug, do you feel that it's uh, do you feel that it's true um, that uh, that teams and players just need to find their best fits and and it's sort of a you know. There's sort of a, a time period where teams and players have wow. to figure out if it if it works. Guest four wants to know, Cam, if you like cornbread. I do like cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Cornbread is good. Uh, we have a question for Alan. Alan, uh, they want to know if the microphone is near your mouth or possibly inside your mouth. Uh, no, it's actually... I'm holding my phone next to my ear, so I would say outside my mouth. Same person who wanted to know about cornbread. Uh, AJ Pick 6, which is Mr. AJ Levy, he says, will there be a pay-to-play tier system in place for next season? I'm sure that'll be addressed tomorrow. Yes, it'll be addressed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <clears throat> I do have thoughts on that. So so Doug, did, did, you, did you have Yeah, did did you have any thoughts on, on players and fits with teams and any of that? Say it again? Did you have thoughts on, on players and, and how they fit with teams and how people just need to find their best fit and yada yada? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um Word of advice, avoid some melons. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I pretty much said it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to get along. Um, there are some people in this league that if it's the right topic, we're best friends. If it's the wrong topic, we want to kill each other. And you mm-hmm. just got to find the right people that you want to get along with and can get along with or on all issues, all types of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take a look at the shark locker room, people who are in that locker room right now, now that the we had that debacle with our O-line, we have not had any problems all season with anyone else prior to that. We mm-hmm. haven't had any issues with anyone since that. Um, one thing I've noticed, though, recently is a lot of the guys message me privately rather than actually use the channel. I don't know why that is. It just now dawned on me as I'm saying this. Uh, but everything is good. Yeah, uh, I'm sure some teams have their problems. I'm sure some teams have guys who come in and out. I know my guys come in and out, uh, and I know why they come in and out, because I've asked them. They've told me. I know mm-hmm. they're around. I know they're active. They're just not posting active. They're maybe show up maybe once a week, maybe once every week and a half, whatever it may be. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. they're around so often, you know, you don't even think they leave. You know, it's just it varies on the guy and on the week. Mm-hmm. But the 16 teams, and you figure 12 people at least per team or whatever, that gives this league mm-hmm. 192 people that you can get to know. Plus you got Cam himself, plus you got 16 owners and other odds and ends people. We're looking at 200 to 225, 30 people. 
And I do my best to interact with as many people as I possibly can. Because I never know when that guy's going to need a place to play and he's going to contact me and say, hey, can I play with your team? Well, if I don't necessarily know you or have had much interaction with you, I'm not going to immediately jump into the idea. I will, of course, entertain the idea when that goes to that thing where, you know, you want to have no cancer, if you will, in your locker room. You know, it's just like it's just like in real life. If you got cancers in your locker room, the morale in your locker room is going to suck. And it's going to take away the fun. It's going to take away the enjoyment. People aren't going to want to be a part of that team. And worst-case scenario, they just don't want to be a part of the league anymore. So, yeah, I mean, you got to find the right team, the right people. So to anybody who's listening who will be looking for a team next year for the first time where you really get to do it, don't jump into something. Talk to everyone more than once. Get to know everyone because you have the best opportunity in the world. You know, because, mm-hmm. like, when they – I mean, it's better than being drafted. It really is because you get to control your destiny. You know, that's like with with these kids and they're in the NFL. By the time it hits around five, six, seven, if they get drafted, they get guaranteed money. But the guaranteed money is so minute, they're better off not being drafted so they can control their life. They can control where they sign. They can control what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's the same type of situation here. These guys have... The SFL by the balls, if you will, for lack of a better term. And mm-hmm. make good with it. You know, really make the right choice. You know, mm-hmm. talk to every owner. You know, and I'm not afraid. And I'll be honest, and I know there's 16 owners in this league, and I'm sure the other 15 will say the same thing I'm about to say now, is I'm not afraid to give an honest opinion of the 15 other guys. If someone says to me, says, well, okay, your team might not work for me because I'm interested in such and such. Uh-huh. I guarantee you I know what owner would fall under such and such, and I'd be more than willing to recommend them. Or the flip side of that and tell you which owners to avoid because that's not quite what they're, they're about because they all do it differently. And that's the one thing I've enjoyed watching the other owners last season and this season, getting to know how everybody does everything. And there's no right, right, there's no right or wrong way, but uh-huh. you know, it, it's just enjoyable as can be watching how people run their ship. And and it's just good stuff. Well guys, I know that you've got a I know that you've got a lot to get to and, and to preview uh tonight's tonight's games and, and the rest of this week and and all mm-hmm. of that. So I'm gonna let you guys get to it. Um and uh just appreciate the the floor and the time to talk and, and uh hopefully mm-hmm. people uh, listening back, we'll we'll have a good listen and uh, and we'll enjoy uh, we'll enjoy this week's games and uh, the address tomorrow night. All right, Sam, thank you so much, and I do want to say before you go, I appreciate you uh, taking the time with me. I know it was childish and everything for me, but uh, that's what basically I was wanting to say. Dad already knew about about it. If anything else was said, it would have been more of a personal. So I want to appreciate you uh, taking the time with me. And, you know, uh, you basically addressed what I felt. And I want to thank you for that. No problem, guys. Happy to help. Talk to you all later. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Well, now, cool. well, now that you're done with your I want to appreciate you, that was hilarious <laughs> how you worded that. I want to appreciate you. Not 
I do appreciate you, or I want you to know that I appreciate you. You let you basically asked him if you can appreciate him. Well, I think I want to appreciate you. I'm going to say, always say you want you. Want you a hamburger or something like that? I want to appreciate you. Oh, my goodness. Want you a pre-season or something like that. That's how he's dead in the cell. But, Doug, I do want to say this. Uh, Demond, if you're listening or whatever, I, as a person, I do appreciate you. Our visions were completely different, and I believe in the future that me and you will... Well, me and you won't always be eye-to-eye, but I do want to say I appreciate your... Uh, Give me the opportunity and everything like that. And I do want to say good luck to the Hyenas organization. And Okay, get off that hook. <laughs> and nothing, anything else would have been said would have been too personal. <laughs> I want to I wanna appreciate you too, but therapy session is over. <laughs> yeah. No more free hugs. All right. I don't know. Now I'm going to say... Over the last 30, 40 minutes, um, I've noticed what Cam has noticed with your phone. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you need to clean it, okay. clear it, blow oh, it, let something. Me do this. Let me do Take this. it away from your face a little. I don't know. Let me do but, this. Uh, let me call you. I'm going to call right back. I'm going to leave for a little bit, and I'm going to call right back, and we'll be following you. How about that? Uh, well, then you can do that, and then when you call back, we'll get into these power rankings. Cause I want guys right. to be able to hear you when you make your predictions like we always do. Right. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. I'll be right back, guys. Until then, AJ, no more picking. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll be right back, guys. Still going to have Alan Drum clean up the phone act a little bit there. He'll be calling right back in. We will get into these power rankings. Uh, as I stated earlier, we actually had 14 people participate in the power ranking. Um, there's some interesting movement, some slight shifts. One team in particular made a major shift in the right direction. Uh, another team made a major shift in the wrong direction. Um, so your guess is as good as anyone's when it comes to trying to figure out which team did which. Uh, and who might be those teams I'm talking about. But um, yeah, these power rankings were very interesting, to say the least. Each week I think I say that because each week they are. Uh, the more people who partake in this system, the better it is to me for the league. Because, uh, again, this is everybody's opinion balled into one. It's not one individual person's thoughts or opinions. Uh, this is everybody bunched together using the particular system, and I think it's working. If it's not working and someone thinks this has been stupid and we've been wasting our time, don't be afraid to tell me, but come with a better suggestion, another idea, something we can do. But this is just a way of us providing an outlet for everybody to be involved. I don't know if that was a threat that he was coming back or not. So far, he has not returned guest four. I'm still not quite sure who guest four is. If he's mentioned it earlier, I've missed it. Uh, guest six, not quite sure who that is. And we will bring Alan back in. Let's see how how he sounds this time. Let's see. 
getting him unmuted. All right, Alan. Yes, he's back. <laughs> wow. Do I sound better? You do. Yeah, uh, I believe it's every time uh, when I get like a beep or anything, like I was taking my dad's call because I didn't get to talk to him yesterday. He was telling me about Jose Fernandez, and I believe that's what did it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure all our listeners that have the southern hillbilly accent understand you a lot better than the rest of us, but hey, <laughs> it's good enough. Yeah, we got some southerners in here uh, in the SFL, James Klein. Shane Varner. We got a bunch of us. You do know it's Shane. Shane Varner. You always say Shane. It is Shan. I say Shane Varner. I know, but it's pronounced Shan. I know, but I say Shane Varner. Why don't you call him Shannon then? Well, we can always say Mr. Varner. Uh oh. Like we lost Mr. Levy, which means he'll probably be back in here in a second. He's been having issues. He's left. He's in. He's left. He's in. He's in. All right, we're going on a half of kickoff, Doug. So I, I think it's time to get to them higher rankings. The SFL does not kick off in an hour and a half, and if you're talking about that bullshit league, I don't even want to hear it. Ah, come on. So yes, but yeah, let's get to these uh. Power ranking because we're gonna we're gonna whip through this. We're gonna get to the power ranking, and then we're gonna go through the games, and we're gonna go boom boom, da doom doom, done, something like that. Here we go. Whoa, sixteen in the power rankings. Who do you believe it is this week? Unfortunately, I have to go with Carolina. You would be wrong. Yay! With thirty-four points. 34 points, down three from last week, is the two and six D.C. Dragons. Wow. Yes. Does that not shock you? Exactly. I thought Alpha would wind up being Carolina over the bump in week one, but fortunately for Carolina, they ain't bottom. Yeah, that... that to me, that was shocking that it was them, to be quite honest. Uh, it caught me off guard that it was them. And even when I look at it right now, I still look at it and I'm like, damn, they're 16. Yeah. They're, they're, they're 16. And that's shocking, just all there was to it. So, yeah. I believe I had them 14. Yeah, they didn't get much love this week. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't think they got anywhere in the top ten. Uh, and I think, for the most part, they were getting votes roughly 16 to 13. Might have been mm-hmm. right. I'd have to go back and double-check it, but I think that's about the right area. Right. So, 16 is yeah. the D.C. Dragons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, 15, who you got? I'm going to go with Carolina again. And you would be wrong again. Yay. This team had 35 points. One more point than the D.C. Dragons, and they slipped one slot, and that is the Houston Hyenas. Woo. 
Not too much love for Houston this week, I believe. <laughs> Houston, like D.C., most of their votes came in from 13 to 16. All right, 14th seed, who you got? Uh, this better be right. I'm going to go for the last time Carolina. With 36 points. And like I said, this was great. D.C. had 34. Houston had 35. This team has 36. Down two slots from last week. Here's the 2-6 and six Carolina Skyhawks. Unbelievable. One point separates all yes. yes, so... Oh. 14 through 14 through 16 are 36, 35, and 34 points each. So, <laughs> who's number 13? That should be pretty easy now. I'll go with the foul happy squad. And you'd be wrong. Oh. The 13th seed is the last of the two and six teams, and they got 50 points, 14 more than Carolina, jumped three from last week, the Cleveland Rapers. Oh, I, had, I was going two, three, and six. Forgive me on the air. <laughs> so, all right. Now, number 12, who do you think it is? This time, I will go with Tallahassee. All right. With 86 points, 36 more points than Cleveland, the 12th seed belongs to the three and five, down one slot from last week, Tallahassee Pride. <laughs> Not too much of a shocker there. Yes, 86 points. These teams are really close in points, too, and you'll see here in a second. The number 11 seed. I'm going to go with Queen City. The number 11 seed, 3-5, and five, down four slots from last week with 89 points, three better than Tallahassee. The Oklahoma City Renegades. Whoa! Yes, I was shocked to see them fall four slots. I could see them falling, but four slots was shocking. Uh-huh. All right, number 10. I'll go with the NYC Sailors. Number 10, with a 3-5 and five record, 90 points, one point better than OKC, four points better than Tallahassee. They stayed put at number 10 from last week, the 3-5 and five NYC Sailors. Can we go on to number nine? Because I believe I'm... Okay, who's number nine? The, your daughter's favorite team. The Queen City Corsairs, and you would be correct, sir. Queen City mm-hmm. is three and five. They have 93 points, which is three better than NYC, which means NYC... I'm sorry, Queen City to Tallahassee. From nine to 12, they are separated by seven points. And Queen City jumped, jumped six slots from last week. They were the big jumper of the week. So, there you go. That's the bottom eight. So, I'll repeat those. D.C. Dragons are 16. Houston Hyenas, 15. Carolina Skyhawks, 14. Cleveland Vipers, 13. Tallahassee Pride, 12. OKC Renegades, 11. NYC Sailors, 10. Queen City Corsairs, 9. Now, it gets us to the top eight. Who would sit with the eighth seed? Who you got? Hmm. I'm going to go with... Orlando. The number eight seed has 121 points. They are down two slots from last week. The four and four Orlando Intimidators. 
not too much shocker. I, I thought they'd fall around that range. Alright. The number seven seed. I'll go with the Minneapolis smaller. Alright, the number seven seed has 143 points, which is actually 22 points better than Orlando, which I thought to be a big gap between the four and four teams. They jumped one slot from last week, and as I said, they're four and four, and now there's the LA Sharks. Huh. So, I'm going to go with number seven. Well, the next part is going to be my. Uh, last guess is the Mauler. And you would be right. The sixth seed is the 4-4 four and four Minneapolis Maulers, who jumped three slots from last week, and they had 147 points. So the three teams that sit 4-4, four and four, their vote points were 147, 143, and 121. Oh. So... Okay. Gets us now to the top five. And this better be them at number five. If if they're not, I will be stunned. And I will go with the Dallas Roughnecks at number five. In the fifth slot, down one slot from last week with 168 points, the five and three, Dallas Roughnecks. Get glory, the number four team beat them, and that would be the Baltimore Crabs. The number four seed up one slot from last week with 182 points. The five and three, Baltimore Crabs. Okay, let's go to the top three. And number three, I'll go with the Santa Fe Corrales. In the third slot with 199 points, staying steady at number three like last week, the seven and one, Santa Fe Gorillas. I might go two and one. So who's number two? Number two would be the Freddie Fox show, and number one would be Laurel. Uh-huh. And the number two seed with 208 points. That's nine better than Santa Fe. The seven and one, one first place vote getting, saying Eddie at number two, the Super Sparrows. That's right. The Sparrows received one first place vote this week. Hmm. Huh. And then, of course, that takes us to Louisville, who was sitting number one again with 13 first-place votes. They had 223 points. So mm-hmm. you do the math on that, that's 15 points better than Sioux Falls and and, and uh, 24 points better than Santa Fe. So the top three teams are separated by 24 points. So to recap everything one more time, 16 D.C. Dragons, 15 Houston Hyenas, 14 Carolina Skyhawks, 13 Cleveland Vipers, 12 Tallahassee Pride, 11 Oklahoma City Renegades, 10 NYC Sailors, 9 the Queen City Corsairs. The top eight are as follows. Number eight, Orlando Intimidators, 7 L.A. Sharks, 6 Minneapolis Maulers, 5 Dallas Roughnecks, 4 Baltimore Crabs, 3 Santa Fe Gorillas, 2 Soup Ball Sparrows, and number one, the Louisville Wolfpack. You know, so, you know what's so honestly weird? Most of the people had the the uh, vote close to each other as I did. There were a few changes, but I will say the top five, mostly everybody had the top five the way I had it. Uh, what I thought was great this week is 
99% of the voters. And this, this shows me that people are really on the same page, which I find absolutely shocking. Because, you, you know, you would think people would have their own way of thinking, but it shows that there's only one way of thinking in the end. That uh, everybody had the same top five teams. 99% of the time they were in the same order. Yeah, the only person that the Sioux saw the number one vote, whoever that was. And that was not me. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, that was the top That was the top uh, three teams right there. They were always in the same thing. Uh, believe it or not, there was a couple times that Dallas was ahead of Baltimore. There wasn't many, even though they beat them. Uh, Minneapolis, L.A., Orlando. They were all, all like, 99% of the time, 6, 7, and 8 on everybody's voting, just in different orders. Usually, Minneapolis was 1, L.A. was 2, Orlando was 3, and that ended up being the exact way they came in. Uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, same situation. They were all over the place. Somebody had, uh, Tallahassee was as high as 9 on 1. The Renegades were 9, the Sailors were 9. All of them were as low as 12. It depended on the person, but everybody seemed to have the same four teams in that slot, and the same from 13 to 16. Cleveland, Carolina, Houston, D.C. Everybody pretty much had those four teams in the bottom four. They were just different and varied. All four of those teams had a last-place vote. I can tell you that right now. Wow. All four of them. Uh, Cleveland, I think, only had one or two last-place votes. That's why they were able to have 14 more points than Carolina. Uh, and Cleveland, more often than not, was the 13th seed. That's another reason why they were able to get so many points over the other three. Right. I was just curious. Say that again? How many last place votes did Houston have? Uh, from the 14, I would say just around the half mark. It was just under the half mark. D.C. Wow. had the most. D.C. clearly had the most last-place votes, then it was Houston, then Carolina was in there. Uh, Of the 14, I would say two. I'd have to double-check. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I think Cleveland had two of the 14, and of the other 12, I think three went to Carolina, uh, and then the other ones were like six and seven, or six and five, rather, something like that. I'd have to double-check it. But uh, there was two voters who came in at the very end, that uh-huh. put in votes, and those voters are the reason why D.C. was last, because they both had D.C. last and both had Carolina 14. Had they not uh-huh. voted at the last minute, had they not voted at the last minute, Carolina would have been 16 with D.C. 15 and Houston 14. But wow. due to those two last voters at the gun, they got under, in under the gun. And I'll, I'll right back after commercial break. I gotta go get a, a certain biscuit of mine. I'll be right back, though. Ladies and gentlemen, did this man just say he needs to go get a biscuit? What in the hell is going on? This man said he needs to get a biscuit. If I misunderstood him, my apologies, but. Did that just say we have a racist and logged into the chat? what that just said. Wow. This person's 26 years old, has some dude with spiky hair, his head's in the sky, birds flying around it, looking at his avatar picture. Do we know who this person is? 
Anyway, while Alan's off getting his biscuits, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Um, we will get ready for games, and I believe, or tonight, um, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat room, Cleveland, Carolina is the called game tonight, I believe. I'm thinking. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just guessing. I haven't paid too much attention to the game channel. I must admit, the game night channel. Well, someone, anyone, tell me if I'm wrong or not, please. Uh, completely wrong. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I just got back in. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if the games were altered, edit, changed. I have no idea because I haven't been able to pay attention to the game night channel the last couple nights. If games yeah. are still as planned or if they're on a different night or what. Next week's games are going to be a little weird. Next week's games are a little weird. Yeah. Okay, Wednesday. Okay, yeah. Well, my CCAM made a mention of the flex schedule for Wednesday and Thursday. No mention of tonight, so that would tell me Carolina and Cleveland is still the call game. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, then that being stated, like I said, we need to get into these games. So we're going to get into these games, and we're going to get into these games rather quickly. Um, I need to look at the schedule here. And let's see. We have the following games tonight uh, on SFLN3. You got the four and four Orlando Intimidator at the two and six Houston Hyenas. Uh, now, as I always do, I will give everybody the little four one one on these teams. Offensively, Orlando is fifteen, Houston is third. Defensively, Houston is sixteen, and Orlando is one. So there's a hell of a stat. You got the number one defense and the last ranked defense in the league. Competing against each other tonight. Oh, Lord. And the third offense and the 15th offense. So, clearly something's got to give. Can Orlando finally get a spark offensively against the worst defense in the league? Or can Houston, or will they set down Houston's offense? And this is a game that's clearly going to be worth watching. Uh, it's uh, uh-huh. obviously a must win for Houston, but it's, it's a must win game for both teams. But, uh,. This is good stuff. Um, since Racist wants to say you bastard in the chat, we'll mute his ass. So you, my friend, can suck a dick. Now, your thoughts on this game. We'll make them quick. Like I said, we'll go through them fast. Well, I can go and make a prediction in this game now since I'm not going to make a question stuff. Honestly, I believe... Orlando is a slight better than Houston. Houston loves to give up leads. And I've not really liked Houston the way they've done for the past few weeks. So Can I'm the gonna boogeyman go, get free? Can the boogeyman break the free? I believe it's going to break free also. So I'm going to go with Orlando in this one. Well, here's what I'll make a quick mention of on this game. 
Um, you're gone. Um, now, I've heard some things, and I won't mention them all here on the air. Um, so we'll go based on what we were told. And that is, yeah. what can Houston do without you calling the shots? Uh, Corky's been calling the defense. Can he get the game he's been looking for against this weak Orlando offense? Uh, on the flip side of this, Orlando hasn't been able to get their offensive going. So is this the game Kyle Walsh needs to figure out his offense to really get some positive momentum momentum for the offense against this defense? Um, both teams need the win. Both teams need this type of matchup for their respective franchise, uh, for their prospective teams. Um, I'll say this. If Houston loses, I think their season's over. Uh, if Orlando loses, they're putting themselves a little bit more behind the eight ball than they want to be. Um, it's going to be a fun game. It's really going to be a fun game to watch. I mean, you got two of the best running backs in the league when they're on going at it. So if you like running games, watch this game tonight. So, all right, we'll go to the next game. Jump to these games, like I said, really quick. Uh, obviously, this game I will not have a comment on. Uh, but is the seven and one Santa Fe Gorillas at the four and four LA Sharks coming into this game? The Sharks have the number six offense, and that is sixth offense. And Santa Fe has the number two offense, so that's two good offenses. And defensively, the Sharks are number ten, and Santa Fe is number thirteen. So clearly, both teams are pretty good offensively. Both teams need a little help defensively. Uh, so go ahead, you take this one. Well, Santa Fe has been playing. I don't want to say weaker, but slightly they've been looking slightly a little more vulnerable the past few weeks. I was well that they uh, beat Houston last week in overtime. Well, I, I want to say this. Let's let's be honest. To their credit. To their mm-hmm. credit, they came into the season, won five straight games without being touched. Got tripped up by Dallas, only won by three the last two weeks. Beat OKC by three, they beat Houston by three in mm-hmm. overtime. Uh, maybe they're not weaker. Maybe because all these weeks have gone by, these teams later in the season have more film to study, and they're figuring them out. And they're slowing them down, but nobody slowed them down enough but Dallas. But Dallas had the benefit of an injury, you know. It don't matter how you get the victory as long as you get it. The thing is, they're playing one of the best teams, I believe, in the league this week. And with L.A. coming at home, I really like L.A. chances. So I'm going to get the start team. And what was your pick on uh, Houston and Orlando? I am a defensive guy, and I like defenses, so I will take Orlando to win in a Mm -hmm. very close game. I think that's going to be a game, and I hate to say this, and I do not wish this on DeMond one bit, but I can honestly see Houston having triple deja vu here and really get going early 
only to falter later and Orlando come back and win the game. I could honestly see that happening. You know, and if Orlando didn't have such a stingy defense, I would pick Houston. But that mm. defense is just so good. If you haven't really paid attention to their defense, people, go check it out. That defense is just nasty. So I'm going to have to go with them. And, mm. and the other, and the other, and one of the main reasons uh, why I'm doing it is because Orlando has the number one rushing defense in the league. They only give up 60 yards a game. And that's Houston's bread and butter. So I think it's going to be enough for them to trip them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I look at that game. All right. Uh, so yeah. It's mostly saying, uh, as Jason posted the who you got, so if i got a mountain in front of me right now. Um, no, he has not posted anything in the chat room, but yes, the who you got is up. If you want to throw those numbers at people. All right. Um, if you want to throw out the Orlando Houston number right now. Okay, Orlando right now is up four to six over Houston. And Santa Fe, LA, that's where we're at. Santa Fe right now is up six four over LA. All right. Well, then we'll get to the game of the night that's being called by Mr. Cameron Irvine, and that is the Cleveland Vipers at the Carolina Skyhawks. Both teams come in two and six. Both teams have to win. This in a, this very well could be a playoff game for these two teams. Uh, coming into the game offensively, uh, the Cleveland Vipers are ranked seventh in the league, and Carolina is ranked 14th in the league. Defensively, Carolina is ranked fifth, and Cleveland is ranked eighth. Uh, and I will say this. I say I'm a defensive guy. Well... When you look at the defensive numbers, Carolina's given up 371 yards to uh, Cleveland's 381. It's an 11-yard difference. So I'm like, okay, let me look at the offense. 403 yards, 325 yards. That 75, 85, 95 plus difference that Cleveland's got totally trumps the 10-yard difference to me. Now you got the double gold corners going up against the extremely hot Scott King. So you know they're going to put their best against their best, or will they? Will they go deep? Will they use them shallow? Will they use them flat game? Will they run swing city? Are they going to get a high dose of baby bows up the middle? Is Cleveland going to change their game plan? Because I don't know if anybody else has seen it. Maybe I'm nuts. But I think the last two, three weeks, that defense has been the exact same. Therefore, that should have been easy to prepare for. And I think that offense as a whole has been the same. So they won two two in a row, though. They went out in six. They've won two straight games. So <clears throat> i got to go with the hot team here. I'm going to go with Cleveland. A little birdie told me that Carolina has changed up their offense dramatically. And I don't believe Cleveland's going to be ready for it. And I'm going to go with the favorite in who you got where Carolina's up 6-4. I'm going with the Skyhawks in this game. All right. Now, you said change their offense dramatically. Mm-hmm. 20 plays is all we can change. How dramatic can one team get? I guess tonight we'll find out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but also, too, I believe 
I've heard Carolina's changed their season. Well, they've actually changed their plays pretty enough, and I don't believe Cleveland's going to be ready for it. All right. I'll go with the Skyhawks in this game. Just because a little birdie told me to. All right. All I know is it's going to be a fun game, too. I mean, <laughs> just, just the matchup itself. You know, you got, because you got Spurgeon and you got Blake Chance going up against Scott King. And Stevie T. Diggs is out there going up against bronze receivers. Mm-hmm. Not a good matchup for, for a Carolina. <laughs> Uh, so if their gold corners can take away King and STD can take away those bronze, both teams are going to have to rely, on, to me, on the running game. And even though that's baby Bose out there, I still have to give the advantage to Carolina. You know, I just they've just found something with King. I don't know if anybody can slow him down. So. And I believe it's slightly better than your son, and I apologize, but I believe slightly. <laughs> Well, you know, it's going to be go, go Johnny Go tonight. All right. Well, let's waste no more time. Let's get to Wednesday's game. The Skyhawks are currently up in who you got six to four. Uh, I believe the Wednesday game is Minneapolis and OKC now. So <clears throat> we'll go with uh, Queen City at Dallas. Coming into this game, uh, Queen City is... Got the number ten offense, and Dallas has the number nine offense, and they are actually separated by fifteen, no, thirteen yards. Uh, mm-hmm. Defensively, defensively, Dallas is ranked number three. OKC is ranked number nine. So, here's what I'm going to say about this: Dallas has been on fire for the most part all season. Queen City has been in the slump. Recently, just recently, of course, when you look at what Queen City has been doing to what Dallas has been doing, you got to take a step back and say, okay, they've won two out of their last three games. The Sailors really shocked Queen City two weeks ago. And then, like I said, when you look at Dallas and you look at everything Dallas has been doing, to say, okay, they're five and three. Yeah, listen to that again. Five and three. They started out three and zero, lost to Sioux Falls. Won two more games, so they were five and one. They're on a two-game losing streak, but they lost to Louisville and Baltimore, two top five teams. But now they're running into the champions, a team that is starting to figure it out, a team that's starting to get it together. Can Marconi beat Queen City? I say no. I'm taking the Corsairs. Well, both teams, I'm not really have. I'm not been a fan of really of technically a pop house. Queen City, too much head scratching than Dallas to me. So I'm gonna go surprisingly with the Roughnecks in this game. I'm gonna go with Dallas. And I will say this that I just said in the chat. We're on the court today. I just said another good game. So far now we've covered four games, and all four games have very good high appeal to them. So, <clears throat> all right. Now another game, Wednesday night, you got the Tallahassee Pride at the Sioux Falls Arrows. 
Uh, the Tallahassee Pride has the number four offense. Tallahassee Pride is number 16 defensively. The Sparrows are number four. I'm sorry, defensively the Sparrows are, yeah, Sparrows are number four. And the Pride is number six. So clearly the Pride leans on their defense. Can this defense stop Beasley on the swing? Can they stop Jennings deep? Can they stop Cannon, who seems to catch the ball every freaking area of the field? Uh, to me, makes Cannon a bigger threat than Jennings. Because Jennings, if he can figure out this game, you can stop Jennings. But you can't stop Cannon as easy as you can Jennings because it seems like they can hit Cannon on the hash, in the sideline, down low, all over the place. And it just seems like Jennings gets the big bomb. So pick your poison, if you will, and good luck. I'm taking the Sparrows in a blowout. So who you got? Don't know where he is. I don't know if you guys can still hear me or if something went wrong. <laughs> oh, hi, on me. Hi, on me. Sorry about that, Doug. Wow. See how it is? But... He's talking to his mute button. I'm going to pick Tallahassee anyway. And I kind of agree with you the result's going to be a blowout. I'm going with the Sparrows and the blowout. <clears throat> well, I mentioned what Mighty said because that is a good point to throw out. Mighty says Tallahassee has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the league. Uh, and he's 100% spot on, for that, and that's for the defense. Uh, and to give you guys what that is, uh, with that, those numbers, they have 11 touchdowns against, and they've picked the ball off 19 times. Oh. Can they slow them down? We shall see. All right, well, let's get to the let's get to the West can, battle. Right now, um, Tallahassee needs to buy some votes because currently it's team of zero. Zero. Well, let's get to the West Battle. The West Battle is the Minneapolis Maulers at the OKC Renegades. Coming into this game offensively, the Maulers are number five. The Renegades are number 12. Defensively, the Maulers are 15th in the league, and the Renegades are number two. So I've been looking at this game, really trying to figure this game out, and there's one thing that I saw that stood out to me, and that is the Maulers have the 15th rank run defense. 15th rank run defense. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that one thing that we've known by watching Michael Irvine is he loves to run the football. He lives and dies by Pete Bruski. He will do the same thing this week, I have little doubt. And with that team having the 15th ranked run defense, the 15th ranked run defense, okay, and then when you go look and you see that Minneapolis loves to throw the football, and OKC's run defense is fourth. It seems like everything's in favor of the Renegades. So one would say, favor of Renegades, pick the Renegades. Um, but since the Renegades have a guy named Taco playing for them, oh, I'm taking the Mowers. <laughs> well, I've not been too impressed with OKC the past week. 
and I'm not going with tacos either. I'm going to go and pick the Mahler's off. So. Just because they have a taco on their team. <laughs> That's such a lame excuse that we're using, but we're going to do it. All right, let's get yeah, to the third game. Currently, our theory is for it because the Mollins are currently up 7-3 to three in who you got. All right. Now we'll go to Thursday's game. And we will say this game here. The Baltimore Crabs, and they are at the D.C. Dragons. It's a 5-3 and three team versus the 2-6 and six team of the Dragons. Uh, coming into this game, the Dragons have the 8th offense. And the Crabs only have the 11th offense, if you can believe that. So this is the 8th offense and the 11th offense. Defensively, D.C. is ranked 12th, and the Crabs are ranked 7th. So, the reason why, to me, the Crabs' numbers aren't as high-profile and prolific as one might want is because they have played one hell of a tough schedule early. I think this back half of their schedule is a lot weaker for them, and so their numbers are punished by it. <clears throat> DC just seems to be in trouble right now. Uh, I saw one of their players last week saying something along the lines they saw because they're the worst team in the league and things like that. That's not quite the attitude you want to have. I don't know how much that's affected the team in the locker room, their morale, or whatever. But uh, I'm taking the Crabs to win this game, and I think the Crabs will put up like 35, 40 points. So, I'm picking Baltimore. Well, here we go with the disagreement again, and I'll explain in a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> definitely you, Doug. Um, well, as you know, but actually I'm not too favored in the crowd with their linebackers, and I do believe if, if they do get uh, Dagum, what's his name? Uh, Warrior J. Uh, Deion Hawkins. I do. I do believe they're going to score some points, but Baltimore they played so freaking good the past few weeks. After they're on their winning streak, as I will say, we'll post on the stats. And Br Sam, sorry, I got to disagree with you again. I know it's been a lot of drama. But I'm going with the Crabs, and currently, I guess, Destro has, and I, unfortunately, Destro has actually sold a vote here, because, and who you got is 9-1, to one, and everybody's going to be looking stupid except Damon if the Dragons win first or not. There you go. So, I'm going to go with the Crabs. Because they're hot. Okay. Well, that gives us one game and one game left to cover. And that game on Thursday night, the 8-0 Louisville Wolfpack travels up north to take on the 3-5 NYC Sailors. Coming into this game, NYC has the 13th offense. Louisville is ranked number one defensively. The NYC Sailors have the 14th defense, and the Louisville Wolfpack is ranked 11th. What is your take? I'll let you go first this time. Well, 
NYC is being surprisingly competitive in some games, and sometimes they don't. But Louisville, they've uh, well, I've said lucky, lucky, lucky for three times the past three weeks. Their defense has actually looked pretty decent. And as I said before, NYC, you need to be selling some votes on who you got because I've got the Wolfpack in this one in a blowout. Well, just so I can look like a smartass and like a guy, it's like, damn, he knows what he's talking about. I'm going to take NYC in a major, major upset. Wow. Did you say, did uh, NYC show his vote to you, Doug? Because currently the Wolfpack are up 10 to nothing. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just thinking. You know, can you imagine Louisville gets the win? Yeah, this would have to be one of the greatest upsets in SFO history if the sailors do win this game. Well, it's just a gut feeling. Um, and plus, you know, they do have that silver color. So, do we have any callers that want to get active? No. So, is it time to do the special announcement? You know which one I'm talking about. This is all you. Go for it. All right, guys. Um. I know there's not been an official word of the ownership group or anything like that, but I do want to say that I have I have uh, came to a conclusion that I will not be pursuing ownership again. I was thinking about it for a while and really was close to pulling the trigger, but I would like to say that I have decided not to pull all this shit. I have believed in my Facebook page and everything like that. And for the guys who wanted to vote for me, thank you so much. But I believe this guy right here, uh, I'm not talking bad, but this guy has done so much for the SFL the past few seasons. He don't get enough recognition as he should, and he stepped up in a huge role the past few weeks, and I would like to give my special endorsement to Andy Hamilton, and I will say I will be supporting him, even though I will not be casting the vote because I am not an owner. I have I am endorsing Andy Hamilton for the next ownership when it comes available, either this season or in the future. There you go. So, I will be endorsing Andy Hamilton as your next SFL. I believe the guy don't get enough credit for what he's done with the Skyhawks for the past few weeks. And I've, I've came to know him more than I have the past month. And this guy has done a tremendous job with the announcing on Wednesday's game. With no experience as all. He's made the SFL more exciting than it's ever been, and and we've had more commentated games the past few weeks than we've had since before the uh, three games a week, and hopefully he'll be able to continue that, but I would love to see Andy Hamilton as the next SFL. So, Doug, I believe 
so do we still don't have any calls, so I guess we're time to get to the stack. Okay. Because we got caught a bit. Say what? And guys, we would like to say, uh, for order five, as always, for providing outstanding stats this week, he has made up for a lot. And this is actually going to be quite a long stat because of the uh, of the short of the short week we had last week, uh, where he was unable to finish the stats last week. So this is going to be a little longer. And this is milestones and streaks for two weeks, so it's going to be a quite a lengthy process. So here we go, league. 300, uh, and if y'all are unaware of this and did not recognize this, it was the 350th game played against Queen, Cleveland and NYC. If you want to talk about it being a special night, it was. It went to second overtime. And Cleveland and NYC made history with a 350th game and also the first game in SFL history to go double over. Cleveland in week seven got a seven game losing streak, scored forty points for the first time since season four, where they scored forty on the Mars in week eight. Reached fifteen hundred and two thousand points allowed Mars in week eight. Thousand number. <laughs> Minneapolis. They need one point, and they will probably reach it this week to reach 2,000 points. Mark on the season. Well, uh, overall, forgive me. Um, Orlando needs 15 points to reach 2,000 point mark tonight. Overall. Carolina, the third game. They're on a three-game losing streak, allowed more than 45 points for the first time since season four when they were the Lulu legends, and I gave up 76 points to the winner of 15 dollars. Just a heads up, once you're done saying these things, I'll probably have to wrap this one up. Good. I'll, I'll go on and go shoot first. Baltimore, fourth straight win. All of these wins were by seven or less. That's a shocker. Louisville, eight-game winning streak. Biggest victory since last season over OKC when they beat them by 42. They have scored more than 30 points in all their games this season. Dallas, they've reached their 10th loss in their 20th game. They're actually 500 all-time in their history. Allowed 35 or more points for the first time this season in week seven and again in week eight. Houston, they allowed 37 points both in week seven and week eight. And historical matchup. Well, we keep matchups after the game. Santa Fe, when they defeated Houston. 
for the second time in two games. Houston has won the first two games. Louisville defeated the Skyhawks again. Third win in the last three matches. They always scored 31 or more points and never allowed more than 30 points. The LA Stars won their first game ever against the Frost. The Crabs won the first game against the Rustmen. Mullins won their fifth straight game against the Intimidators, who won four matches. The match wasn't played since season four, which I find kind of surprising. The Vipers defeated the Sailors again. Their third win in three matches. It's the first time any of the teams score more than 20 points. The uh, Corsairs uh, were two, and Dragon three Sparrows and Renegades never met. Waiting for my game. Okay, historical matchups for this week. Carolina, Carolina and Cleveland. Currently, the Skyhawks, Wyverns, and the Legends lead the series five games to one. The Sharks and the Gorillas have never met. Houston and Orlando are tied at one game apiece. Freefall in Tallahassee, uh, I have no clue what he was trying to say. I guess, oh, oh first game ever. Uh, then Orlando and Minneapolis, the Renegades currently actually lead the series five games to three. And Dallas and Queen City, NYC will be the first matchup ever, and the Crabs are undefeated against the Dragons, two games to nothing. And you forgot these milestones. The Queen City, oh, NYC Sailors, biggest margin victory in Week 7, 13, and most points scored in Week 8. 35 previous was 34. And a couple matchups against yesterday's game. Sioux Falls, most points scored ever. The Corsairs won their third straight games against the Dragons in, in, in six encounters. However, D.C. is the only team to defeat Queen City in a playoff game, which I find surprising. Sparrows won their first game ever against the Renegades. And... I got a trivia question for you, Doug, when we can wrap it up. You still there, my friend? Okay. Okay. With the game against the Roughnecks, the Baltimore Crabs became the first, second team ever to face the other 15 teams. Which one, which one was the first, and when did they face the fifth, its 15th rival? I'd have no clue. Hmm. So I don't even begin asking, to know what to guess. <laughs> basically, he's asking, of the 16 teams, who was the first team to ever face all other 15 teams? And you'll find it actually surprising. It would be the Carolina Skyhawks. On August 31st, when they to face the Sioux Falls Sparrows. And there's another milestone from yesterday, uh, from the other game. 
Sioux Falls has the biggest margin ever. And there is a set for week eight and well eight and nine. Well, seven and eight and nine historical matchups. So we would like to thank Puelta Five, as always, our great Argentino, and it's seeds of the day, my fellow Bucks fan. And with that, I will turn the floor to Doug to close out the show. This has been Alan JD, as always, and we will be back next weekend at a determined time. Yeah. So yes. Uh, okay. Anyway, I just want to thank all those who tuned in, called, oh, came for calling and listening in, those who checked the playback. Uh, games, I believe, are 7 o'clock Eastern tonight, so double-check the time change. Uh, make sure you're not late. All that good stuff. Um, I work I work again next Saturday, so inside the SFL. Will be Sunday next week. Uh, as far as what time, I'm not 100% sure just yet uh, because I've been awake since 7.30 yesterday morning. So I'm going right now in 29 hours. So I've been awake without sleep. Uh, who knows when I'll get to sleep today, so. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. <clears throat> so what are you going to do? And just to throw a non-topic, uh, everybody, I actually have not been awake actually all night. I actually went to bed last night at 9 o'clock Eastern, which is very surprising for me. And as for Doug, he knows I usually stay up all night. <laughs> so <laughs> but so with that, I guess it's time to say good night to the show. Or good morning, or... Have a good day. Yep. So this has been Alan GD with another Inside the SFL along with the main man. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. (coughs) Mr. Bo. Have have a good evening and uh, enjoy the games this week and we'll be back next Sunday. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Hey. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.